ADD cast number 19. The clothes are on deck, the wine is ready for the pouring, and you are listening to another episode of the ADD Cast. I am Paul Fisher, your host, and my lovely wife, Martha, is pouring the wine. What are we drinking tonight, sweetie? Tonight, hon, we're drinking a nice red out of our uh, Venetian art glass goblets in honor of that show on Venice we saw yesterday. Ah, I love my engineering shows. I really do. This was a rocking good uh, either Discovery Channel or you know, I think it must have been Discovery Channel um, show on how Venice is sinking and what they're doing to uh, uh, prevent it. Because uh, the sea is rising, the ground is sinking, there's flooding, and uh, they're actually, oh, I don't know, building levees and waterworks and all oh, sorts of other things. They're, they're not actually building levees. <laughs> no, not so much. Seawalls. Seawalls. And, uh, sea breaks. And the really impressive one is the uh, the, the floating gates. They, they lie on the bottom of the sea until they're needed. And then the, wa- the water that's – they're hollow. And the water that's in them is pumped out so that they're full of air. And they rise up and they prevent the sea from swamping Venice. Yep. It's very cool. Very, very cool. Very expensive. If it works, it's very cool. Well, if, it, uh, if it doesn't work, then they are largely beating back the sea, as the famous Norse king once instructed his... Uh, you, that you wasn't know this a one? Norse king. That was a Roman Saxon. emperor. No, it's a Saxon. Saxon king. We're just arguing back and forth on this. Didn't uh, some Roman emperor tell his, his legionnaires to walk into the sea... And and attack it with the swords. And since Poseidon didn't rear up and wipe them out, he claimed victory. Well, that may may have been true, but the incident I'm thinking of is the um, one of the Saxon kings uh, who came to clean, claim England uh, around the turn of the millennium last the last millennium. Yeah, um, actually had his uh, followers. Uh, said you're so great you could command the sea not to the tide not to come in so he to prove his point you know without actually saying anything about this is my point he had them go down when the tide was coming in and had his men try and beat back the tide which they failed to do (laughs) and therefore if it doesn't work it's like that story yeah but you're you're just you like talking about saxon violence don't you (laughs) Yeah, just beaten off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, speaking sweetie, of which. is that a Sennheiser cord control in your pocket, or are you just uh, happy to see me? Oh, I'm always happy to see you, sweet. Mm. It was a, a lovely long day. I have, uh, I have to, I have to bitch about work. I really do. Um, I, this is hopefully going to be amusing to you all, but. Um, you probably know somebody just like this, but there's, I work for a really big company, like huge, well over a hundred thousand people. 
which eliminates most of the corporations on the planet. So uh, I'll just leave it right there. Anyway, this one guy calls me up and he says, we have some hours for you. We need you to draw us a circle. And the circle needs to be about two inches across. And I said, well, okay, I, I can draw you that circle. So I go ahead and I look at all the engineering things that I need to do. And I get out my tools and I do my planning and I draw him a circle. And the next day we have a telephone conference and uh, he says to me, great, when are you going to get me that six inch circle diagram that, that I told you I needed? Well, six is close to two in some people's worlds. <laughs> in some people's worlds. So I'm thinking, um, um, uh, what the fuck? You know, yesterday was two inches, today it's six inches. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I understand there's a lot of pressure. It's a big project. Great. Um, I will go back. I will get my tools and, uh, and I will redo all of this work that I have done from the beginning, and I will draw you a six-inch circle. And on the third day, <laughs> we get on a phone conference because we're all in different buildings, and there are actually other people on this call who are rolling their eyes every time this happens. Because this guy does this to everybody. His name, we're, we're going to call him R.D. Those are his initials, R.D. So anyway. R.D.R.R. R.D.R.R., Yeah. Okay. He uh, gets on the phone on the third day and he says, you know, that 18 inch ellipse th <laughs> th that I told you about on day one, uh, you know, th this, this round thing that you drew for me is kind of like a circle and it's just, it, it you know, I don't understand, you know, I told you that I need that an 18 inch ellipse drawn for me and, uh, and, and. Do I sense scope creep? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And it gets worse. It gets so worse. So day four, as you can imagine, my 18-inch ellipse it has now morphed once again to a 23-inch dodecahedron. <laughs> Is this three-dimensional? Oh, yeah. It, went, it blew up and went three-dimensional. <laughs> It it took a left turn, doubled back, went underground, came up a few miles later. And suddenly there were a bunch of triangles involved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, the dodecahedron is resting on a sphere that's on top of a pyramid. And, and, and oh. every time you talk to R.D., oh. this is what he told you from the beginning. So what was initially, or what seemed to be initially a few hours worth of engineering work um, turned into a few weeks. So I went through and I, I I'm doing environmental testing on uh, equipment stuff. Stuff. Yes. stuff. So I go through and what started off as just testing one small box has gone up to three complete sets of gear with uh, all, sort of, all sorts of other stuff attached to it. Um, and all of this has to travel all over the place. So we get all of this done. I have, I have bids from the vendors to do the environmental testing and... 
this morning he gets on the phone and he says, well, you know, right, right from the beginning, I've been telling you that next to this dodecahedron on top of sphere, on top of a triangle that you've uh, built for me, right next to that, I need an ostrich egg. <laughs> okay, stop. The last portion was brought to you by ADD. It's not just attention deficit disorder anymore. <laughs> it's also mathematics. <laughs> oh, you're going to get your math joke in no matter no matter what. <laughs> well, you're the one who brought up circles and dodecahedrons and ellipses. <laughs> yes, well, it, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the ostrich egg to now become a monkey. Tomorrow, I'm sure that it's going to become a monkey. Well, no, the monkey's required to hatch the ostrich egg. He's he's uh, sitting on the monkey is sitting on the nest. That's right. Anyway, we we uh, we have now launched into and, and he, this guy knows this stuff. He knew it three weeks ago when he gave me the initial piece of work. He knew it. We're sitting down to sign a contract with a vendor. We have a tight time frame. And this guy is like, um, excuse me, please. Excuse me, please. Can I please stop waving the 357 Magnum in the air and aim it at my foot so that I can blow my own foot off? Oh, uh, not again, R.D. Already are. He's driving me nuts. All right. That's it. So enough of the work rant. Enough of the work rant. Now. If if any of you out there know someone like R.D., give me some help here. Tell me what you think I should be doing to this guy to get back at him. He works in a different building. He actually works for a different division. Um, and it, I just – I really feel the need to do something to him. I don't know that it will actually change him because he's apparently done this on every project he's ever been on and people just roll their eyes and, and it makes work for other people. But I got to do something in, in, in the scheme of work to get back at him. Well, sweetie, I think that you should take a sip of that wine. I think you should talk for a while while I oh, sip my okay. wine. Whatever shall I talk about? Well, we've already kind of started talking about uh, Venice and the driving back the sea and and the venusians and the venusians yes let's talk about the venusians <laughs> they're they're trying to build dams on a planet that has no water what's with that i don't know it's very strange <laughs> venusians are very strange yes <laughs> strange is you know their middle name venustrangians Venusians is just the is just the short form. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 bark, <laughs> howling. <laughs> Stick to math jokes all the way. <laughs> Speaking of which, you didn't even get your math joke, did you? You didn't get a math joke ready for tonight. I didn't. I did not. I did not know what we were exactly what we were going to be doing, and I'm just uh, falling behind. Yep. I could like tell you the uh, uh, the lemma to the math joke from last time. You want to try and get that one out right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny, but I don't. I, it wasn't I don't, quite right. It wasn't quite right. <laughs> well, the one that was highlighted that I asked you, asked you to read later was actually the one below the one that I was telling, which I didn't actually get to read all of, so, which is why it was you know big gaps in the middle of it. <laughs> 
So anyway, a physicist and a mathematician are sitting in the in the break room, and suddenly the coffee pot catches fire. The physicist leaps up, grabs the uh, wastebasket, fills it full of water, and douses the coffee pot. Sometime later, the same physicist and the same mathematician, another day, are sitting in the break room, and the coffee pot catches on fire. The mathematician ably leaps up, reaches for the Waste basket and hands it to the physicist, thereby reducing it, reducing the problem to one that has been solved. <laughs> Ta da! Ta da! <laughs> I liked your version better with the, the, the hotel fires and the, the three oh, different people. But you know, it is a lemma. I mean, that, that means that it's the theorem only restated. Oh. <laughs> ah. See, I thought you were kind of swallowing the D. At the beginning of that, and it was a dilemma. <laughs> that would be two of them. <laughs> it, well, D is the fourth letter of the alphabet. Wouldn't it be four of them? Cubed. Oh, no. To the fourth power. Oh. Ah, that's the next step, honey. Oh. He's going to ask you to go back in time, the fourth dimension. Oh, and, uh, ow, ooh, ouch. Uh, yeah. On that note, I'm... Uh, uh, I think we're going to take a little break. If Copperfield I must, then Copperfield I shall. MWS Media is proud to present Brave Men Run, a novel of the Sovereign Era by Matthew Wayne Selznick. A weekly podcast audiobook read by the author and featuring music from Peril Dance. Brave Men Run is the science fiction tale of misfit teen Nate Charters. He must know, is he part of a growing minority of superpowered sovereign people or something else? Paul Story, author of the Tom Corvin audiobook podcast, says, Brave Men Run is at once gripping and emotional, shocking and intelligent. Brave Men Run. Visit www.bravemenrun.com and subscribe to the podcast. Or order the paperback or ebook editions today. Brave Men Run. It's the dawn of the Sovereign Era. Do you know what your children are? Good news, everyone. Several years ago, I tried to log on to AOL, and it just went through. We're online. There's something awkward about writing a promo for a show. Doing the show, no problem. Write an essay, sit down, talk for a bit about what's on my mind, what's new in geekdom. Throw out a game review or two, and then read the essay, which of course focuses on a geek topic. NPR wouldn't run it because they're too good. Not that I'm bitter. But the promo, that's the tricky thing. See, that's the time when you have to say, hey, listen to my podcast that's about half an hour long. 
has me talking geek to you, and ends with an essay that's also about geeky stuff. It's called Geek Foo Action Grip. People seem to like it. It's been around for several months, and there's no sign of it stopping. It's in the Podcast Pickle Hall of Fame and a proud member of the Sci-Fi Podcast Network. You can find it at www.geekfooactiongrip.com. And I don't know how to just come out and say that. I'll let you know if I come up with something. Say something. Anything. Test one, two, three. Anything but that. Bring us back in. And we're back. What, what, part of, what part of I will bring up the microphones and you will bring us back in did you not get? Uh, I think it was that whole hand gesture thing that you almost did, that you almost did but didn't quite do. Anyway, uh, so tell me, sweetie, how many episodes are you into the no bodily function sounds for Murr? Uh, this will be episode number three where there will be no bodily noises. And, of course, the... Uh, uh, that means a little bit of editing because I have a really bad cough right now. I've got uh, my allergies are expressing themselves in new and interesting ways. Currently, my lungs are filling up with tiny little lungfish, which are trying to escape. <laughs> and they do this every time I cough. Now, if I do it right, you won't actually hear any coughing. But you will notice that I shut up quite a bit on this episode because if I talk too long, the little lungfish get excited. Oh, my God. That means that I get to lead the discussion, and I have no idea what to say. Well, that's usually the reason why I lead the discussion. Oh, because I hate Cause to have no idea what to say. Because <laughs> as soon as the mics go off, you, you know. I babble on. You yes. babble on and on incessantly. And, and, uh, and, and you get and, no rest, and, and that's why you're coughing, because you haven't gotten any rest, and you're sick. Exactly. You're just sick. You know that. <laughs> You're just sick. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a sick puppy. Oh. Oh. You You're want... my very own puppy. Yeah. You always Aww. wanted a puppy. <laughs> I had a couple of puppies <laughs> once upon a time. <laughs> Back when we were kids, there were six kids. We had um, uh, a male dog, and we had a bitch, and they got together and they produced puppies, and she produced six puppies. So everybody got a puppy, and mom and dad got the dogs. <laughs> mm -hmm. We couldn't keep them all. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. Okay, but I've had we've had dogs. We had uh, a dog cleverly named Spot. Guess what he looked like? Uh, I think he was probably a golden retriever. Mm, doubtful. <laughs> he had something besides bird dog in him, but not much. Okay. <laughs> Maybe a little Dalmatian, all of which is spotted. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the whole bird dog thing. Um, blue tick hounds and blue tick refers to the little blue black spots on them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, spots. He had a big spot on his side, but he had lots of little spots too. You could have called him the tick. Nah, nah. Wouldn't no. wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't have been funny in those days. No, wouldn't have been funny in those days. He was a good dog. He lived a long time for a dog. And then he died. Yep. And then we got cats. This is the famous, um, we lived without animals for two or three years. And uh, uh, every, all the kids went off to live their lives and were in uh, uh, college or were getting ready to get to college. And 
My mother opens the door one night, the back door, and she looks down and there's this black and white cat. And she goes, oh, no, no. And she closes the door before the cat who wants to come in can come in. And she tells us, don't feed the cat. Don't you dare feed that cat. Don't you dare feed that cat. That cat will hang around here. Don't want a cat. Three nights later, we catch her feeding chicken bones to the cat. (laughs) Ah, hypocrisy never goes out of style. Oh, yes, no. Hypocrisy doesn't quite go out of style. But those big, sad kitty eyes. (laughs) He was adorable. He was a black and white cat. And uh, my mother desperately wanted to name him after the Greek who was looking for an honest man because this cat went looking for, quote, an honest man and found four honest women. And uh, she didn't name him Diogenes, who is the Greek who went looking for an honest man. Instead, she named him Demosthenes, who practiced oration by putting pebbles in his mouth and speaking against the sound of the sea. Which is not to say that the cat was actually very back noisy. To, back to <laughs> back in the days when public speaking meant something. That's right. It was a contact sport. It was a contact sport. And you sport. were either all in or, or you were just consigned to be a wuss. Not only that, but people would instantly memorize your speech if it was worth remembering. Or, you know... It, Certainly, if it was truly, truly awful, they would also remember it and spread the word how awful you were, and your career would be ended. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You didn't get a lot of second chances in those days. Nope. Not many. I wouldn't think so. Can you imagine what they would have done with iPods? Wow, the ancient Greeks and iPods. It would be like, you know, those big conch shells where you can hear the ocean? (laughs) just... You know, strap one to each ear. And attach it to the iPod? Yeah. <laughs> and well, then, well, no, they have the stereo sound of the ocean yeah. to sleep with. Yeah. You walk around town just blocking out all of the... I bet there's less hearing loss from the, you know, enormous conch, conch shell uh, earpieces ear than there is from the earbuds. Possibly. Possibly. I'm, I, I'm an over-the-ear man myself when it comes to uh, my audio pleasure. Ooh, honey. Yeah. Yes. Give me some audio pleasure, baby. Oh, oh, oh. I just love it when you do that, hon. I'll I'll be in my bunk. (laughs) This is a very fine wine that we're drinking. Oh, thank you, sweetie. This happens to be uh, 1996 Lawrence Borgetto. Wine Club Special Selection, Central Coast, California, uh, Red Zinfandel. Uh, what it's a year? bit dry. 1996. 96. Oh, so we've had that in the cellar for a while. Yes, we have. Oh, it's aged very nicely. Bargetto makes a good wine. They make lovely wines. I'm into micro wineries. Bargetto's is actually a little bit on the big side. They have room to, for a, a full-length bar and a tasting room and... Uh, they had enough room to swing a cat. Yeah, they do. Live or dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have a really big deck. And, and and I know you love guys with really big decks. Oh, I love guys with really big decks. The fact that you have two, honey, it's just awesome. <sighs> it's magic. <laughs> it's magic. It's magic. <laughs> magic and genetic engineering. <laughs> <laughs> we crack ourselves up, we don't do. we? We <laughs> do. 
<laughs> my favorite winery is a little place called Stores, and then S T O R R S. And in honor of the Stores Winery uh, uh, tasting room, our studio is about the size of the tasting room. Yeah, pretty much, which is also the, st- the sales room and the display room for their awards. This is a winery that's in downtown Santa Cruz. Yes. You have to leave. California. Yes. You have to leave the uh, tasting room in order to pour the wine <laughs> and come back in to drink it. Pretty much your elbow has to <laughs> has to go out the out, window out in the order window. <laughs> for you to get the proper angle to pour the glasses. Yep. And then, you know, you've got to be careful tipping back. <laughs> These are, you know, the kinds of wineries that are so small, what they produce to for the pub, for public consumption is probably about ten percent of what uh, Kendall Jackson spills every year. Small but very fine. Oh, excellent! Absolutely excellent. They make a dry Gewurztraminer. That was the first wine that scored a zero on Paul's uh, offensive meter <laughs> on my personal offensiveness meter. Paul was not a wine drinker before this wine. No, I was just a whiner. <laughs> now you I'm still a winer. are. <laughs> okay. The winer and the winer, all okay. in one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can see a book titled that, The Winer and the Wino. Yeah. See, I always wanted to get our friend Rob together with uh, with our old cat, Sarah, because then it would be the jeweler and the drooler. <laughs> yes. Demosthenes started a long line of cats amongst the Holloways. <laughs> yes. I don't know if he drooled. But uh, Sarah was missing a few teeth, most of them. And uh, if you petted her long enough, she just started drooling. Mm, yeah. But she was such an affectionate puss. She was such a lover. She was also a whiner. She was a whiner. Yeah. <laughs> she had a reason to whine. She had to live with us. Well, yeah. Yeah. That. And we wouldn't actually, you know, give her any beer or wine or chocolate. <laughs> she used to try and help me drink my milk. Yes, rather successfully <laughs> on many occasions. Yes. Hey, wait, you need some assistance with that, and the paw would come out. <laughs> her favorite trick, her absolute favorite trick, was uh, single-handedly keeping the keyboard industry alive. <laughs> Did she sleep on keyboards? No. Julie would leave a full glass of water next to a keyboard. Oh, that's right. And Sarah would go over and stick her face in it and drink out of the water because anything we were drinking was obviously better. Better than anything than that anything would that been that put was on the floor for her. Yes. So, uh, you know, after she had gotten her head as far down the 32-ounce Tupperware cup as she could get, and she could pretty much get, her, you know, all the way down her arms, mm-hmm. halfway down this enormous glass. Think it was something the size yeah. of a big gulp. Yeah. Um, then she would stick her paw in it and knock it over. <laughs> yeah. Because it was just out of reach. Yep. Straight yeah. on to the keyboard. Yep. And, uh, I think we went through nine keyboards that summer <laughs> well, before we-, we broke Julie of the habit. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of habits, then, then she trained Julie to turn the, the gas oh, fireplace. God, that was the best. The absolute best. <laughs> old cat, old bones. She's, she started spending her days lying in front of the pilot light for our gas fireplace. Down in the basement, where we no longer podcast from, because then you would hear the laundry going round and 
round and round. And thump and thump and round and thump. Yes, plus the noise of the servers and all of the phone, all of the network equipment, you know, stuff like that. Um, we have a gas fireplace. And while the pilot light keeps the stone on the floor in front of it nice and warm, uh, Julie at some point got cold when she was using a computer in our basement to do schoolwork and genealogy work. So she turned on the fireplace, which Sarah delighted in. So, wow, it's fire. And it's I really like warm. Yep. And then she would, you know, lie there until she got too hot. And then, you know, back off about three or four feet and lie down again. And uh, she trained Julie. She would she would go over and whine at Julie. Until Julie turned on the fireplace. In the middle of summer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't bad when she was doing it in winter, but when when she's got the fireplace on and I'm cooling the house. And and Julie is pouring sweat herself. Yes. And the little cat is whining to have the fireplace turned on, whining to have the fireplace turned off, which having successfully trained one human to turn the fireplace on and off for her, she then proceeded to train Paul. Well, at that point, I knew what she wanted. But I wouldn't do it for her doing, during the summer. I would do it for her during the winter. Mm-hmm. She was a sweetheart, though. She was. She would come and sit down next to me. We had a cat stand right next to the computer so that she could schnuzz me while I was doing my work on the computer or playing my games. I think that was probably during my StarCraft playing The StarCraft phase. era, was it? Yes, the StarCraft era. That was, that was the pre-Galaxies era. What, what's the uh, the, age, the the StarCraft age? Yeah, that's right. The StarCraft <laughs> dynasty. StarCraft held sway over all things in the house. Well, over all things Paul. <laughs> well, that's all that matters in the house. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny, and you know you're so funny. You're so I funny. am. I am very funny. All right. I'm pretty much uh, ready to get out of here. You got okay, anything well, else you need to say? Just um, one more salute to the little gray cat. Yeah. She was a sweetheart. And we miss her, but yeah. she won't well, be coming we can, back. We can, no. <laughs> Not from where she is. Uh, if she does come back, it'll be a la Stephen King. Yeah. Well, no. Maybe um, in the Buddhist sense. Yes. Canis sapiens. Or- no. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. She might come back as Canis Sapiens, but boy, that would be a torment for her. <laughs> yes, that boy. Talk about self-loathing. <laughs> or fearing, self, you know, yeah, yeah. self-inflicted fear. I don't know. Something like that. That would be Felis Sapiens. sapiens. <laughs> yes, the, the wise cat. Ah, and on that note, um, let's see. Do we have any announcements? We uh, We have a frapper map. And our Frapper map, I think, has uh, eight or nine people on it now. I, I am, I am very proud. Frapper um, was giving me some grief um, because apparently you can't log in to Frapper from Safari if you have this lovely little plugin installed that I use to uh, keep me from ever seeing any ads. Uh, if you use Safari on a Macintosh, I highly recommend that you get Pith Helmet. And I can put a link to Pith Helmet 
in the show notes. But I don't see ads. It's just, it absolutely rocks. It's worth the 10 bucks. Yes, it is worth the 10 bucks. Um, it is a shareware. It is shareware. Add-in. Yep. It's, it's great stuff. Absolutely great stuff. Uh, we have a new logo, which hopefully you have all seen. If you go look at the album art for the show, you will see our wonderful new logo, which absolutely kicks ass. Thank you, Georgia. And it is the project of Miss Georgia from Alabama. And uh, I don't know. Maybe she's looking to get some uh, some work doing more artwork for other people. I'll uh, investigate that and see if she's ready to hang out a shingle. The ADD cast is brought to you under Creative Commons 2.5 non-commercial attribution required license. Live the Creative Commons. And please check out our website, addcast.net. While you are there, you can read the show notes. And you can comment on them. And you can suggest things that Paul can do to get back at RDRR. Yes, please, please tell me some creative things to do to RD so that I may inflict upon him all of the joy that he has given to me and my colleagues. And if you would like to just send that on directly, you can email that to us at addcast at gmail.com. As I mentioned before, we have a Frapper map at F-R-A-P-P-R. You can find the direct link on the web page. Please stick a pin in the map. We'd really love to know who you are and where you are and what you love about this show. And finally, uh, you will notice on the website, there is a little Cafe Press logo. We have two, count Count them, them. two t-shirts. Because it is also arithmetic. That's right. You have (laughs) to count them. Uh, And uh, one of them has a a little red box that says potty mouth on the white value t-shirt. And the other one is the kick-ass black t-shirt. With a logo that says, get explicit. Subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. It's a way cool shirt. Rob Walsh from Podcast 411 said that if he were going to buy a shirt, that would be the shirt that he would buy. (laughs) We would like to. (laughs) We would like people to actually go ahead and buy it. (laughs) We would. Yeah, we make a dollar on these shirts. That's it. Yep. One dollar. One dollar. One dollar. You give me one dollar. So, yes, we would not mind making one dollar because that would be a dollar that we had made off selling shirts. That's right. And we would know that someone was getting pleasure out of our shirts. Yes. And thought them interesting. Well, we would also like to thank Audrey Fisher, my wonderful sister. Thank you, Audrey. For composing our opening music. Tonight's music is brought to you also by the Creative Commons. It is the updated version of Dance, Satirius Johnson Dance by Jonathan Colton, available on his website, jonathancolton.com, where you can also read his blog and find out about his upcoming concerts and just how wonderful he is in general. And now, with all Almost no more ado. 
Adieu, adieu. I don't. Now adieu. I must bid you adieu. adieu. Yes, I will say once more that you cannot control the stimulus, control the response. But before you do that, listen to this song. Like honey, no one else could fill the shoes. The time and the weather, the headlines, and the local news. He lays it down with perfection and grace. Done by noon, he goes home to his place where he sleeps and he waits for the night. Midnight, he gets up, gets out of bed A can of Red Bull, a tab of X to clear his head He shoots his cups, now he's headed downtown Picks up one life, puts another one down And his body hums and the music's playing Dance, it's a Jimmy's Johnson dance It's a cold world, nobody understands The feeling you can't keep in Go to Tibius Johnson, go All the club kids are watching you close Go with the light of the truth you can't hide That the news is the news But the dance goes on forever He shimmies his shoulders Undulates his slender hips Arms akimbo, jaggeresque Circle forms, everybody comes round Just to hear the incredible sound Of a genius smashing expectation Dance, it's a Tyrion Johnson dance It's a cold world nobody understands Feeling you can't keep inside Go, it's a Tyrion Johnson Go, all the club kids are watching you glow Stick, go, at the light of the truth you can't hide That the news is the news But the dance goes on forever He's dancing, he's a machine Like no one that they've ever seen He's flying, he's living a dream Magic fades as the sun comes up It's time he goes A hand on his shoulder, it turns around Terry grows. He takes her hand, spins her body just so. He holds it close. He will never let go. As the room explodes, they dance like angels dance. It's a Tyrion Johnson dance. It's a cold world nobody understands. The feeling you can't keep inside. Go, it's a Tyrion Johnson. Go. The news is the news, but the dance goes on. The news is the news, but the dance goes on forever.
Thanks for listening and staying subscribed. And, oh, check out our new promo. You can find our promo on the website in the upper right-hand corner where it says ADDcast promos. I've also put it in the feed, so uh, hopefully you'll have already heard it. And if you're a podcaster, we will love you till the day we die <laughs> if you would play our promo. Have a good night, everyone.